On this edition of Agency Unfiltered, we have Romy Dexter, director and founder of New Zealand's Hype and Dexter. I'm excited to have Romy in the studio as the Hype and Dexter story is a great one. Romy and her team were able to take their agency from concept to platinum HubSpot partner in only nine months. Romy shares her learnings along that nine month journey, including which processes they prioritized and mapped out first, how they grew their initial client engagements, and how they organized their weekly sprints for their clients. Zero to platinum is no joke, so you won't want to miss Romy's tips and learnings. Let's hit it. Romy, hello. Thanks Hi. for joining us. Thank you. Um, excited to uh, unpack a lot with you today. Um, obviously, we were talking earlier about this idea of your agency being an idea, but then being able to kind of grow into this uh, platinum partner in New Zealand. And you were able to do that under a year, nine months. So I think that's significant growth in a, in a very short period of time. So I'm going to try and uh, get some learnings from you that we could share with the, the broader community. So when you say idea and then grow into platinum, I mean, just talk to me through that journey, like what was the idea first and foremost? Uh, well, I suppose uh, actually just just over a year ago, I actually had my um, second baby boy. So uh, about a month before Congrats. I had him, yeah, I, uh, I quit my job because I kind of felt it's just not going to quite work with the lifestyle I mm. want to go forward with. And um, my business partner um, and and CEO of um, Hype and Dexter, we'd been chatting for a little while about, hey, there's a real opportunity in the market here. Mm. There's nobody kind of playing in this kind of middle to high end, um, you know, business and, and kind of companies. A lot of people playing in enterprise, a lot of people playing in the kind of lower end small business, yeah. but nobody really taking advantage and supporting, you know, the, the kind of middle businesses sure. and, and large businesses. So, and also to a lot of marketing companies, but very few kind of uh, full stack um, suppliers. So a lot of people delivering cost per click and, you know, or maybe, hey, uh, they convert at this point, but nobody yeah. looking at the entire funnel. Uh, so we thought, hey, you know, there's a real opportunity here. A little bit sick of making money for other people and kind of <laughs> building businesses for other people. So sure. we thought, hey, you know, let's take a punt and, and do it for ourselves. And yeah. That's great. So focus on mid-market, full funnel, not just yeah, point per click or something like that. Yeah. Um, walk me through the steps. Like, from my perspective, it feels like running an agency, there's a whole lot of process and a lot of different like things you have to develop. Uh, where, where did you start? Um, so actually, for our very first two months, uh, we just really spent time in learning. Hmm. So um, kind of we, we kicked off last October um, officially. We'd, uh, I watched like about 40 or 80 hours <laughs> worth of Academy videos. Sure, okay, yeah. Um, went through uh, and streamlined the process as much as possible. So literally going to every single page within HubSpot to really understand what's in it, how does it work, what's the best and fastest way. You know, our first two clients, um, I had, we had a bit of a strategy for what the process was, but yeah. it was, you know, kind of feeling it out. And we probably bent a bit too much in those early days, just kind of, you know, we weren't hard on our process. So, you know, things didn't go probably as well as they sure. should have. There's the like a balance that you can't overstructure from it's, the beginning. So yeah, well, it. exactly. You have to learn and you have, have to find out what works and doesn't work. So, yeah. um, Kind of did that for the first two months, uh, then coming into Christmas, you know, it's been a really exciting Christmas holidays, mapping our processes in real That's detail. Great, yeah. So yeah, just really, really detailed process maps, uh, really detailed templates, uh, then utilised um, HubSpot uh, automation so, uh, and HubSpot templates to make sure that every single communication at every step was structured sure. and defined. Uh, and then automation at every step to get rid of any kind of overhead because I hate mm. overhead. So, um, you know, we've literally got things set up so when a sales 
close guy puts a deal into close one, it generates a whole bunch of uh, detailed tasks. That's great. And assigns them to people so they can actually start working on them straight away. Those uh, tasks will link to our intranet and videos around mm. exact best practice for how to do the implementation. So, you know, right from the get-go, whenever we're bringing on anybody new, there's a standard process. You can't really move away from it. Sure. Um, you check things off, you get them done, and it's right first time. How do you um, synthesize that? How do you ensure adoption across mm. the team? Like, it's one thing to develop the process, but how do you actually make sure the team members are using it, sticking to mm. it, you know what I mean? With a stick, no. Yeah, we, right, um, sure. yeah, no, we, we uh, build it into the induction. So mm. we make sure that the people we bring in um, really align well with our culture, and that's quite critical. So if they're not process people, they're probably not, not right for us. Sure. You know? if, if they don't want to follow a process or don't want to kind of work in with the rest of the team, it's, it's not going to work. So one, yeah, get the right people. Two, we build it into the induction process really heavily. Three, everything is kind of built into what you're doing every day anyway. So mm. it's just part of how you work. Uh, but fourth, probably the most important aspect is our Agile process. So mm. we implemented Agile Scrum in uh, January this year. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, well, it kind of revolutionized what we were doing. So we ran like the new processes, actually sorry, for two months. So we implemented Scrum in February. Mm. Um, and and that was great because at, for those first two months, the process was good. You know, we're getting things done right first time, but we were onboarding a lot of new clients and everything was a priority. So we'd have these long painful whips where everybody kind of walked out going, oh, I don't really know what I'm working on. Yeah. And we were kind of just stalling because people were jumping from one thing to the next rather than just focusing and completing stuff. So mm. um, when we implemented Agile Scrum, we literally doubled the productivity within three weeks from no the kidding. team. Yeah, wow. Started really heavily utilizing our juniors because at that point, um, all of the work was getting done by the seniors because there was no time because we had to get all the stuff right. done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Opened up the opportunity for delegation down to the juniors, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. great. Uh, and, and just started to improve and enhance what we we're doing. So we also took our onboarding. So we had about 14, 15 weeks mm. plus. Uh, so down to a standard uh, implementation is now seven weeks. Oh wow, okay. Which for a startup is absolutely critical yeah. because you're very compelled by cash flow, right. very compelled by um, you know getting those retainers started. So we, we work on like 50% upfront, 50% on delivery, and then we get into retainer. So hmm. the longer that onboarding period, the longer it is before we can you get can cash flow into our business. Yeah, and sure. So it was really critical for us to get that down, get it focused, um, and start delivering value back for the client as well because they're paying license fees from day one. So True. it's important that you know two months in, really, they should be getting value out of it. Seeing results, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Idea, idea to platinum in nine months. We've talked a little bit about making sure team members adopt uh, structure and process. Um, you've mentioned like two layers, right? You, junior staff, senior staff. So over those nine months, how did your team uh, grow in size? How did the structure of your team change? Um, that'd be interesting to kind of see that growth. Yeah, sure. So um, October, we started with two people, myself and, and the co-founder, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, by January, we brought on uh, Alex, uh, who was, who's our key um, creative and creative director. Uh, then we brought on juniors pretty much. So uh, Maddie and Camilla. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chris, who's, who's a social guru, um, not junior, but yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. Um, and then we've pretty much just built, uh, hired people every couple of months, mm. um, extended the team. So more account management, more sales. Uh, we just hired uh, two, an intern and a graduate uh, two months ago mm. uh, who have been amazing. So they got up to speed in six weeks. Um, like they were presenting personas to clients and smashing it within wow. six weeks. Yeah. Completely revolutionized our entire persona, 
research and creation process mm. um, and have been absolutely wonderful. Uh, and then most recently we've brought on Kelly who's going to be taking over a bit more of my kind of hands-on stuff, our mm. operations manager, uh, as an operations manager. And she's incredible. She's um, built some of the top digital like service and operations kind of based teams in, um, in New Zealand for wow. massive sites uh, such as Finder, which was acquired by Yellow Pages mm -hmm. and um, Grab One, which was a New Zealand version of, of Groupon, which hmm. Groupon couldn't even enter the market when, oh, they just, when, yeah, they when Grab One started. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. So our second largest e-commerce uh, platform in the country. Hmm. So. Yeah. Um, we've referenced, you know, platinum tier uh, HubSpot. Mm. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to assume everybody watching this is uh, familiar with our tiering program, but I mean, oh. the long and short of it is that there's um, sold metrics and then there's like managed metrics, right? Yeah. Um, which one, uh, like those achievable, like those targets, which one yeah. from your perspective was the harder one to hit? Definitely managed. Definitely managed. Yeah. Well, so what we... was your game plan to, to get there? So managed, it's, it's interesting because our sold MRR is beyond diamond. Mm -hmm. So all, oh, no yeah, and we just sold actually a really big um, client yesterday. We've got about four more in the wings which are coming in, which are kind of when we hit that platinum level, uh, the level of customers we've been attracting have gone up to that next oh, level sure. as well. Yeah. So uh, organically, uh, like have they just been able to yeah, find you and literally yeah. off the partner directory. So we we tagged up our link from the partner directory, so we know exactly if people are coming Smart, in via yep. that campaign. Yep. Um, and yeah, and so we can nurture them and work on them better. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we saw almost a tap turn on when we first went into that <laughs> partner directory. It was quite quite crazy, but. Um, yeah, that that's helped, and that's we've got more of a strategy to get to diamond, I guess, mm. uh, to get that managed MRR up rather than initially to get to platinum because we were just selling so well, and then it was like, geez, it's just this little bit that we have to get. Yeah, um, right. So just yeah, making sure that people didn't remove us from their portals if we'd been supporting them, that sure. was a good strategy. Yeah, um, smart. Yeah, because you know sometimes it would just do like a three month engagement. You know, these are our long term clients, mm -hmm. but you know. Uh, ones that we've kind of supported along the way, just kind of said, hey, just leave us in there because you know we'll still come and yeah. check it out and yeah. help and that. Provide type of thing. some notes, helpful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, our new strategy though for Diamond is we're doing a campaign specifically out uh, to do. If you've got uh, professional or more, we will do a free uh, audit of your HubSpot against best practice oh, at, from great. a full stack perspective. Mm. Give you a recommendation, do a two-hour session with you. So. Our drive with that is to, you know, obviously get added to lots and lots of portals, um, and hopefully, you know, pick up some good clients off the back of that as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What does that process look like internally? Who owns that? Um, and then, from like a bandwidth or effort mm. perspective, like how much time does a, a team put into that? Uh, so we're actually just defining that right now, but um, <laughs> I think we'll workshop probably, it right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Um, maybe I'm I'm kind of putting in probably an hour to go through the best yeah. practice stuff. Um, Got a bit of evaluation sheet which can be used to, to do that and just put some basic kind of recommendations and then a two hour session with probably Ryan and I or mm. one one or the other. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So let's just go back to when you were, oh hey, actually there's an opportunity in this kind of like mid market space. Yeah. Um, if you could go back in time, you now to that time, is there anything you would have done over those nine months uh, differently? Is there any advice you'd go back and give yourself? Definitely, we, you know, we had uh, one client who went into liquidation, so mm. I would have definitely had a bit more kind of management and support around some of our invoicing processes to protect us a bit more with that. Gotcha. Um, because yeah, there was non-payment for mm. a few months and you know that has 
has had a larger impact on the business, just yeah. not having that cash flow there. Would you have any rules of thumb, any like <laughs> expertise or like uh, any tips for, for developing kind of the, the payment terms? Just define them right up front of sure. exactly when and how you invoice and ensure that you have a process to validate what's going out, especially if you're managing media spend. Mm. If you can get clients to pay for that media spend directly, I think it's just way, way safer. Um, yeah. And it's always my preferred approach. Course. Is that what you have currently, or is it a mix? Or It's a mix at the moment. Okay. Um, in a previous organisation I, I worked um, for, we moved more to that direct model, so mm. we'd just invoice them for what we had, and it was just way safer, because in the end, if you've got somebody spending ten or 20 or 30000 you can't cut them off. Well, you could cut them off, yeah. but that's kind of bad as well, so you kind of let them slip for a couple of weeks, and then it... Yeah, you know, right. slips a bit further. So, um, <laughs> and it's just very easy when there's those large chunks going out to kind of miss these little amounts yeah. uh, sitting out and going out and that they're not being reconciled properly. So having a really solid reconciliation process mm. around your media spend um, and what you're inv invoicing, I think is really critical. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, what else? I mean, let's just say, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to see the, the same sort of growth. Um, are there mm. any other uh, tips? tricks, like processes that, again, that you've prioritized that seem to, to really pay off in the kind of yeah. where you're at today? So I think big things that we've uh, done are mapping processes. So we use process maps both internally and actually as a product for clients as well. So mm. that really helps us to take people from a, I just want to replace my email system to actually, oh, actually no, I do need a proper CRM and actually supports awful right now. We right. run off a Gmail inbox. So and kind of what layer yeah. of strategy overall of it, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. And and if you get those right, you can build, you know, twelve to three year roadmaps of yeah. stuff that needs to be implemented over time. And and the clients by the end of that process are telling you that they need these things, where if you tried to sell that up front, it would have been, you know, right. impossible. Right. Plant the seed, but yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. And once they understand how it's really going to improve and enhance their business and add value to the business, it's, it's not a question of money, it's just, normally it's how fast. Yeah, sure, yeah. right. Uh, so we use that process mapping internally as well to define and, and detail the handoff points, which mm -hmm. is really, I, again, I think really critical. Most businesses and organisations that I used to walk into as a consultant who were going through this kind of growth and stalling kind mm. of process, a lot of the time just doing a process map would show immediately where the key issues were because you'd go, hey, right, so somebody comes in and somebody sends this email and this person picks it up, well, what's the next step? Oh, they do this, cool. So who manages that next step? And multiple people will put up their hand. Yeah, it's like, right. okay, that's probably why it's not working, or nobody would put up their hand. It's like, okay, okay there it is. Yeah, yeah. so um, finding those little steps are really key, and making sure that everybody understands that this gets handed off at this point, so there's no double handling, or nothing's kind of dropped, uh, is important. For us, the agile process makes a huge difference yeah. as well, because every single week we spend, uh, so we do weekly sprints, which mm -hmm. is a little bit different to like what you're doing a software. Software's normally two to four weeks. We're found from a, marketing lead and change kind of growth lead agency a week is really all we can um, stop from a context changing perspective right. and to keep the team focused uh, any more than that they'd start to get distracted would have to stop work to sure, allow right. other things in so we do we commit every week uh, we do a one-hour planning session on a monday mm -hmm. uh, as a team we figure out exactly what our sprint goals sorry we define the sprint goals before we go in but exactly how we're going to deliver those sprint goals mm -hmm. what tasks are required we size it all up, we talk about any potential issues, and then we commit to it. 
daily we catch up and kind of talk about what we did yesterday, what we're doing today, any blockers, you know, how that's working towards the sprint goal. And then at the end of the week, we demo the cool stuff we've done or the different stuff that we've done, demo other things that we've seen in the world that are cool, and mm. even things that we've come across that were maybe a bit rubbish and could be better. <laughs> uh, just, just Do you find that's oftentimes, is, I would figure like that's more helpful to like, review yeah, some of Yeah, right? a lot of the time it is, but some of the, the great thing about demoing the cool things and the new things is it's just a little win, a little celebration yeah. kind of win as well. Uh, we also do retrospectives, which are really key, so that's where we look at what could have been better like and what, and, and what actually worked really well and how do we embed that hmm. uh, into our process. So. You know, we've had things come out of that, like uh, clients were a little bit un unclear with our process, you know, because seven weeks, it's very, very rapid yeah. and very fast. And although, you know, we did state it in quite a few places and it's not actually that complex, it's kind of eight steps. But Here it is, right? Yeah. But still, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah they, a lot they, of moving pieces. And, yeah, yeah and, it, and it is rapid and it is full on and people were just a little bit unclear of like, oh, where am I now and what's next? So we just, simple thing, put at the beginning of every single presentation, you are here, with a little kind of Time. timeline, and at the end of every presentation, you are here, with a little timeline. And uh, we recently redid our persona research, and one of the mm. key outtakes from that was that our process, you know, that people really liked, was that our process was really transparent and really clear and really easy. So, oh, which at the beginning of the year, that definitely would not have been the feedback. So, um, you know, so we're constantly looking for those opportunities to improve. And, you know, even if everything went swimmingly, we still look for other opportunities to make stuff better. There's always something in that process. Right, that even if better. it's a, the smallest little thing, totally. right? Yeah. Well, we could say if we could save five minutes there, and that's a task that we do 20 times a week. Well, let, let's save that five minutes. For um, sure. Yeah. yeah. Do the math on it, right? Yeah. yeah extrapolate. Totally. Um, you mentioned the presentation. Um, here's where you are. Here's where you're gonna go. Like, well, how else do you communicate like weekly sprints, or how do you provide visibility into your weekly sprints for your clients so they know like what's going on and, and kind of how things are going? Uh, it does work kind of for that you are here timeline yeah. uh, that I provide. So we don't we do tell clients about our process and let them know that hey Tuesday's our cutoff date. So sometimes we'll be pushing you really hard, mm. or if you want something new, especially for people in retainer, um, that you need to get it in before Tuesday. Sure. Otherwise, you're gonna have to wait a week. Yeah. And and people really you know. And that's get communicated that. right up front. Those are yeah. expectations set. Yeah. Totally. That's great. Yeah, so we don't go too much into the detail because it would probably be a little bit overwhelming for them. They don't know. They don't need to know. No, yeah, no, sure. but that, that whole kind of Tuesday to Tuesday, people get it. And it's yeah. like, right, it's only a week. So, right. yeah, in the end, we, we just haven't really had a situation where somebody's been like, no, I really desperately mm. need it now because it just helps people just plan out a week ahead. Yeah, which right. Is just let us know by Tuesday, right? Yeah, like, totally. Because, yeah. yeah, if you want to go forward. And yeah. so, the, yeah, the only times are like where people are, I think I do, and then it doesn't happen, so you pull it out of sprint. But, you know, yep. that's worst case scenario. I want to pivot quickly back to process maps. Um, mm. Obviously, I think there's a ton of value. You can show, well, if this happens, here's where we go, here's who owns that. Um, where does all of that live internally? So I personally use Lucidcharts, we're a G Suite organisation, cool. so we use um, Drive a lot with Lucidcharts, we template everything. Mm -hmm. um, Lucidcharts I just find is a great tool, it's really fast to use. Um, I used to be a big Visio user, but Lucidcharts is so cheap in comparison, <laughs> it's cloud based so we can all collaborate at the same time. Yep. It's open to everybody, it's yeah, easy to use and uh, integrates with Google Drive, so it's just Perfect. right there and, and part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. We're running out of time, time flies. Yeah. Um, I only like uh, one final question here for you. Mm. Try and ask all my guests this, Yeah. Um, and so I'm interested to see your response. But basically I like to ask, what's the weirdest part of agency life? 
So let me strange. Oh, you know, tell you what, our, our team are a bunch of weirdos. They are nice. very strange people. Um, like the most awesome. Agency people. life just attracts. Uh, yeah, and some, we have just yeah, yeah really attracted a bunch of really unique, very very cool, very smart, talented people. Um, but they're quirky as all hell as, as that's we what are you as want, well. right? That's what oh, we look for. Yeah, that that's kind of makes every day fun and interesting, and yeah, and we have just a huge amount of fun. Um, that's great. Yeah, perfect. Cool. One of uh, one of Academy's core principles is stay weird. So oh, I think uh, yeah. you guys are in alignment with that. <laughs> Well, that's it for me. Thank you so much for coming oh, on. Thank Thanks you. for coming all the way from New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Awesome. Thank you. That wraps up another episode of Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you watched, make sure to subscribe to our Agency Unfiltered newsletter, which will remind you when the next episode drops, as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.